Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When was the last time you felt bloated? What did you do about it? How did you feel? How did you think about yourself as a person? How long did these feelings last? The What's Eating You podcast is a series of mental health topics that are designed to make you think, learn, educate and validate. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to today's episode on the What Is Eating You podcast. I'm so excited. I'm back on track and I'm here to bring you a juicy episode today that's really going to change the way you think about bloating and your body. Now, if anyone answered those questions and said, never, I'm never bloated. I don't think about it. My stomach is perfectly flat all the time. Send me a DM and let's talk about it because bloating is so common, but it has detrimental effects, especially if you are someone who has dieted, if you're someone who's had disordered eating, you are going to experience bloating. And a topic that comes up a lot in recovery is bloating. Now, it is more common than you think, with up to 25% of people experiencing bloating occasionally. Often bloating passes with its own time, but when you're on a journey of healing, especially when it comes to body image and your relationship with food, it can be very challenging to navigate. Now, I want to address a common myth. Bloating is not reserved solely for people in recovery. It can happen to anyone and it's a natural part of the functioning of the gastrointestinal tract. Bloating typically manifests as a distended or expanded stomach and can range from mild discomfort to severe abdominal pain. Now, bloating has been the bane of my existence and I do experience it occasionally and there's been a few occasions where it has been extremely painful and debilitating. I'm talking it is hard to walk. I'm talking I look nine months pregnant and whilst I understand Self-compassion is such a big part of this and accepting that it is normal. If you think it could be a medical condition or linked to some sort of dietary need, 
do get it investigated. However, there are some things we can do to help bloating, so I'm going to talk about it and I might share my experience with it as well. Why does bloating happen? Now, there are several reasons, and I want to emphasize that this might be different for different people. Eating too quickly or too much, that can be one reason, because when you eat too quickly, you can also take in a lot of air, and ingesting air can cause you to feel bloated. Now, if you're like me and you're someone who eats very rapidly or has eaten very rapidly in the past, it's likely you're going to have bloating. When you go through an eating disorder or disordered eating, you learn that certain foods are bad or you shouldn't eat them. So when you eat them, you eat them quickly and rapidly to essentially get rid of the evidence or show that it's not there. Or if I deal with this quickly, then it kind of didn't happen. But the reality is when you eat quick and you eat a lot, you're more likely to get bloated, which is further going to reinforce the dissatisfaction you feel with your body. And it's going to perpetuate feelings of shame, of fatness, of guilt, of blame, of depression, of anxiety, because you're thinking I'm gaining weight. But bloating is not weight gain. Other issues could be digestive distress from food intolerances. And especially if you're someone who's gone on a restrictive diet where you haven't had gluten or dairy or nothing, and you've decided to cut it out because diet culture told you that gluten was the devil in, I think that was back in 2000s. When you start to eat things you've cut out for a long time, it's only natural that your body is going to be sensitive to it. So we live in a society where essentially, have we given ourselves food intolerances? Constipation could be another reason for bloating. Hormonal fluctuations, especially related to the menstrual cycle and conditions such as irritable bowel syndrome. Now, for people on recovery from eating disorders such as anorexia and other eating disorders, bulimia and binge eating, accepting and dealing with the changes their body may undergo can be very daunting and mentally challenging. And when it comes to binge eating or bulimia, there's a prevalent misconception that bloating won't be a part of the journey. But this is far from true. In fact, bloating is often experienced by a majority of individuals entering recovery. And many people I work with will say, I'm so bloated, I'm experiencing bloating. And the reason is when we transition to structured eating, so a big part of recovering your relationship with food and healing that pattern of eating is regular eating. Your body isn't used to having regular meals, especially if you're someone who's been on a fasting journey or eating within a specific window or timing or having coffee throughout the day. Your body is not used to having regular meals. Now, this rebalancing phase is where many people start to feel bloated and uncomfortable. But more importantly, this is a sign that your body is healing and adapting. So bloating is actually a really healthy part of recovery and it's very necessary and there's ways to deal with it. For me, I'll tell you a little bit about my bloating journey in case you're interested. So I used to feel so bad when I was bloated because I didn't recognize it as bloat. I just thought I was fat. And I'd say, oh my God, my stomach, it's so big, it's so disgusting. I might as well just binge eat and then purge or binge eat and exercise or compensate to get rid of this bloat. But in actual fact, it makes the bloat worse because when you're 
constantly binge eating, you're eating a large amount of food, you're probably eating food that doesn't agree with your gut. If you're purging, if you're taking laxatives, your gut is already ruined. So you're just feeding the bloating. But emotionally or psychologically, you think you're doing something. It's almost like when we procrastinate and we think, you know what, I'm not going to do my assignment, but I'm going to clean the whole kitchen. Whilst that might make you feel good and that you're doing something, it doesn't fix the problem of the assignment not getting done. So when you feel bloat, the worst thing you can do is feed into this mentality that you're fat, you're a failure, you might as well binge eat because you're bloated anyway. What you want to do is the opposite. You actually want to nurture and nourish your body when it's bloated. You know, think about if you had a child and they were feeling unwell or they were feeling sick or they had a tummy ache. You wouldn't say, you know what, just go eat that bag of candy. You've got a tummy ache anyway. Let's just make the most of it. So remember, if you wouldn't tell a child to do what you're thinking of doing, don't do it to yourself. So let's take a moment to go through a bit of a bloating blueprint to learn how you can manage the discomfort effectively. One, recognize when it's happening and keep a little log. So for me, this is how I started. When I was feeling bloated, I used to just ignore it. As I said, I used to think it was just such a negative, bad thing. And for years, I just didn't even consider I was bloated. I didn't even you're so out of tune with your body. When you have disordered eating, all you think about is fat or thin. You are so out of tune with your body and you think your body is different, that you shouldn't listen to your bodily cues or a generic diet or the next fitness influencer knows what is best for you. But you deserve to get in tune with your body and learn about it. So I started writing down and noticing when I felt really uncomfortable and I started actually taking photos so I'd remember when it happened. And I've posted a few photos on social media of this bloating and I've had mixed remarks. Some people are like, oh my gosh, that's not normal. You should see a doctor. You know, you're glamorizing being bloated when in actual fact, I'm just telling you, hey, this is what happened. This is how I feel. This is reality on social media. But I do agree with those people. If it's something that's occurring regularly and it's not part of your healing journey, if you're not getting it from structured eating, if you're not getting it from after you've healed your relationship with food, it could be something else. So after I healed my relationship with food, I've taken a more proactive approach. So I have got an extensive, extensive blood work done and I've had it looked into. I've had my hormones checked. I've had my metals in my body checked. I've had hormones, testosterone, estrogen, serotonin, absolutely everything looked at. And there was a lot in there. And for someone who I thought, you know, was healthy and thriving and balanced, what a blood test reveals, and I'm talking a a proper blood test. I'm not talking about your standard bloods you get from your doctor because often the parameters that doctors have are so far and wide that you're not sick, so therefore you're okay. Whereas if you go to, I guess, a naturopathic doctor or a clinical naturopath, their markers are so much smaller. So they can pick up on any inconsistencies or any warning signs that perhaps there is an imbalance in your vitamins, in your minerals, in everything that you needed. So for me, when I got my blood test, there was indications of inflammation and we were able to sort of pull it back and say, hey, did you know that these particular foods that you're having might be what's causing it? And I was shocked. So I learned about histamine foods, right? never even knew what they were. And one suggestion my clinical naturopath made was 
try to reduce histamine foods. I had no idea what they are. Histamine foods are foods such as bananas, avocados, healthy things, healthy things, whole foods, all the things that everybody tells us to have, whole foods, non-processed, certain tomatoes, things like that. And I'm not an expert on histamine foods, but I was just really shocked to hear this because we're just taught eat healthy, eat healthy. But one of the other reasons I used to get bloating was because I would smash my body with fiber. Yes, eating healthy makes you bloated. So when you're constantly eating so much uh, fiber, so berries, fruits, vegetables, uh, things that have fiber or you're taking fiber supplements, fiber, whilst it helps you go to the bathroom, is actually an inflammatory when you're having too much of it. So if you're having heaps, of, if you're just smashing broccoli and chicken and this is your diet, too much fiber can actually make you bloated. So isn't that crazy? Your pursuit to get healthy and reduce your bloating is actually making you bloated. So here's just an example of histamine foods I had no idea about. Uh, leftover meats, uh, fermented products, you know, such as like things that you think are good for you, which which these are good for you. And remember, this is my specific blood test for me at this point in time in my life, right? Uh, legumes, sauerkraut, which I was told, eat sauerkraut. It's so good for your gut. But this is why I think an individual approach to your bloating and your health is so important because any fitness influencer will say, you know, have avocado, have your healthy fats. But based on your experience and what you've been through, it just may not agree with what your body needs and every body is different. And bananas, lemons, things I eat every day, strawberries, peanuts. I was shocked. Anyways, he actually didn't give me many food recommendations. He just suggested histamine. Now, what was super interesting for me was that I constantly have a runny nose and I've just attributed this to having a nose surgery. So when I was about 18 or 19, I had nose surgery and everyone I know who's had some sort of nose surgery has a runny nose, right? So I just assumed it's just part of this. I'm telling you, since I have reduced and I haven't even gone full throttle, right? My cousin, who's a clinical naturopath as well, she's like, Steph, you just got to go all out. You got to cut these things out and do all this. I'm just like, no, thank you. I need a gradual step-by-step approach. I need the baby step-by-step approach. My nose is not running. It is crazy. I have not experienced this ever in my life. If you know me, I always have a tissue on me. I always have a runny nose. And I feel like I need to explain to people, especially in this day and age following the pandemic, I constantly have a runny nose. And it used to come on when I was cold or when I was exercising. But now I no longer need a tissue when I'm exercising. I no longer need a tissue when I'm, it's crazy. Anyways, the point of the story is if you are at a space where you're bloated and you have a balanced relationship with food, you're not trying to heal your relationship with food and it's causing you discomfort and ruining your life, look into it. But I'm talking about look into it with holistic health, if you can, because I think there's so much more that lies outside of the scope of what a medical practitioner will provide. I was speaking to a doctor and they explained that the reason they don't give a lot of blood tests out is because they have a limit with how many blood tests they can administer or give out. And that's why they are often 
also reluctant to test for certain things unless there's a problem. So they're reluctant to test for, you know, certain hormones or certain areas unless there's a specific problem. And this is why you you may need to pay a little bit extra to get these specific tests. But I'm so glad I did because it explained to me and I hadn't cried in years. I haven't cried in years. And for the first time when I got these results, I was on the phone to my partner and I just started crying. And I said, this explains so much. This explains why I'm feeling this way. So I'll just tell you now, I was going to do another episode of it, but I'll just go into it now. Basically, I was low in everything, vitamin D, vitamin C, vitamin B, all the vitamins. He's like, Stephanie, you need to get on an IV drip. You are extremely low in everything. And I'm like, how can this be? I'm constantly in the sun. And he reminds me, he's like, Steph, this is a buildup. This is a buildup of your whole life to this point. Even though now you have no stress, you've got an amazing life, you get a lot of sun, you get a lot of rest. This is a buildup of stuff that's happened in the past. So for those who don't know, I used to live an extremely stressful life. I used to be a workaholic. I used to work very long hours. I was always on the go. I was always on the phone, always checking emails. Go, go, go. I was literally cortisol on wheels. (laughs) I was cortisol on wheels. And many people listening to this are probably also cortisol on wheels and that builds up. And what was so interesting is he said to me, he's like, Steph, you're actually low in serotonin. Now I know measuring serotonin and dopamine, there's certain aspects to it, but he said, the reason you love high intensity training is because it makes you feel good. And I was like, yeah, it's like the only thing that really gives me that, that vibe and that push. But afterwards I feel like I'm going to die. I feel like I'm flogging a dead horse. And he said, Steph, you are attracted to that exercise because you're actually low in serotonin and it's the only thing that's making you feel really good. And I was like, yes, yes, David, thank you. He said, and if it was years ago where someone told me to quit high intensity training, I'd be like, never, no, you don't know what you're on about. But it was secretly a relief. Sometimes we need someone else, an expert to tell us to stop doing the things that we would feel guilty not doing. So I have gladly stepped back. I no longer do high intensity F45 class. I just do the weights class. And occasionally I might do a little bit of hit if it's between the exercises, but I only will go to the weights class and I exercise three times a week for max, but I'm taking it slow and I'm doing so much walking, etc. Now, the reason I got these blood tests was one, I want to learn about this stuff and I want to be able to share this journey with people to show them that there's so much more to your health than eating well and moving your body. There is so much more. So the protocol was a lot of supplementation. So while I was in Bali, I did do an IV drip. I got the vitamin B6, the magnesium, everything. And I was already taking magnesium at night. Awesome magnesium. I got onto all these supplements. I'm currently on these supplements. I've doubled my magnesium, which I was low in as well. There was certain, I think copper was an issue. Hormones, my hormones were actually okay. There was no indication of any thyroid or metabolic damage or anything like that. And I said to him, I said, is this the profile of someone you would expect who's had a history of disordered eating? And he said, well, well, yeah, like we can definitely see there's some gut dysbiosis. We can see there's some adrenal issues because- When you put your body through stress, such as dieting, when you do excessive exercise, when you're on pre-workouts, when you're smashing caffeine, 
that takes a toll on your adrenal health. And your adrenals are those little glands or little organs that are responsible for your fight or flight. And they secrete your cortisol, your adrenaline, etc. And we live in a society now where our adrenals are in overdrive. And the 20th century diagnosis that was coming out was adrenal fatigue. And many people thought they had adrenal fatigue. And again, it's not something that is diagnosed in the medical field. And I guess it's really hard to get answers when you feel really tired and you don't know why. But I always say start with your bloods if you're unsure. Now, going back to the topic of bloating. So the reason I got these blood tests was bloating and then feeling very exhausted at some points, but I'm talking incapacitated exhaustion where the thought of replying to an email, I'm like, I can't, I can't do it. The thought of replying to a text and I don't think it was burnout because I really wasn't doing much and I was still having these days. And it's so funny. I spoke to my friend who is a very healthy person and he said, oh my God, I call it the dead zone. Whereas I call it uh, die day. And ever since I've made these changes, things have been feeling so much better for me. So, and these are just small shifts. I'm nowhere near perfect. I still, you know, have my histamine foods because I don't bloody know what a histamine is in yet or not. I have days I forget to take my supplements, but remember inconsistent perfection is what you want to aim for. Is that right? Or being consistent imperfectly. Okay. Back to bloating. So the first thing is honor the bloat. If you're going through a food freedom journey, remember it's a sign of healing. Your body has been through tumultuous times and the bloating is going to subside. Remember it does not last forever. It is uncomfortable, but it'll go by the morning, which brings me to compassionate self-talk. Replace negative self-talk with your body and your bloating with kindness and understanding. You're actually doing something really courageous. You're healing and you're working on yourself. And with that, bloating may come. And the last thing is self-compassionate behavior. So I love to wear your big baggy tees or go for walks. Or one thing for me is stretching and I crack my back. It's so good. Stretching and stretching out my belly when it feels really hard and really uncomfortable helps me feel a little bit better. And you don't want to overdo it with exercise because your body is healing. Just remember bloating is a sign from your body. Something is happening, whether it's healing, whether it's inflammatory, it's a sign from your body saying, hey, something's just figuring itself out here. I love to sip on fennel tea or peppermint tea. Again, put your trackies on, be comfortable, put a face mask. This is the time you need to be kindest to yourself because your body listens to what you say to it. What not to do when you're bloated? Don't go on a self-destructive binge eating cycle. Sure, have some comfort food, but have it in good company and in good vibes. So you know what? I'm feeling a bit mad. I'm feeling a bit bloated and gross. I'm going to have this chocolate. Even don't say gross. Gross is not the word. And I'm going to enjoy this. I'm going to watch a movie with it. Don't binge to compensate for how you feel. Binge to accommodate how you feel and to self-soothe in a way that's functional and adaptive. Two, do not use dieting tea or laxatives. These products may provide temporary relief, but they harm your digestive system in the long run and they lead to increased constipation and bloating and you will have to rely on them if you're stuck on them, okay? Now, I want to remind you that weight fluctuations and bloating is completely normal. 
And I want to tell you about the positive things that can come along with healing your body, increased energy, better quality of sleep at night, reduced anxiety, improved self-esteem, overall better health. And when you recover from an eating disorder, there's so much to look forward to that it's hard to see in the moment. But just remember what you're doing now, this temporary discomfort is going to lead to a lifetime of food freedom. In summary, remember, bloating is completely normal and okay in most circumstances, especially if you are healing from a chronic dieting history. Be kind to yourself, have some tea, take some extra time, wear the baggy clothes, honor the bloat, as I say. And if you enjoyed this episode or you have any insights, let me know. Take a screenshot, share it on social means, and don't forget to leave a rating or a review. I'm so grateful you were here today and I wish you the best day ahead. Bye for now. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.